So we're almost to the end of season one of this podcast. What have you learned so far by being part of it? I'm not as funny as I think I am. <laughs> Home to stand your ground. Hi, I'm Becca Clegg, and this is the Inner Alchemy Podcast. Join me in conversations with some of my favorite healers and helpers as we explore all the ways we can restore balance within ourselves. The world heals one person at a time, and the healing starts now. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inner Alchemy Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about the healing power of embracing imperfection. So today's guest is Amy Harmon. Amy is a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified eating disorder specialist who has a private practice in Fairfax, Virginia. She's passionate about helping women find wholeness in their relationship with food and their bodies. Amy speaks frequently on eating disorders and body image and is the author of a book on body image called Perfectly Imperfect, Compassionate Strategies to Cultivate a Positive Body Image. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you on the show. Yes, thank you. This will be fun. No, absolutely. And I really, our topic today is something so universal and something that I cannot imagine anyone listening to can't relate to on some level. And I love Mm -hmm. these topics because again, I think there's so much collective stuff we can talk about that really just affects humanity. It's, it's, there's not a person that doesn't understand perfectionism or as I hope we lean into embracing imperfection. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be interested in the idea of perfectionism? Yeah, I came to be interested in the idea of perfectionism when I started um, my work as a therapist treating women and girls suffering from eating disorders. I think um, not all the time, but a lot of the time the manifestation of the eating disorder was rooted in some kind of belief about having to be perfect, having to be the perfect body or be the perfect daughter or be your best person. Um, And obviously none of us can be perfect. And so it would come out as these um, negative coping skills that that could qualify as an eating disorder. And, you know, the more I, worked in that field, the more I could see it in my own life. Like, yeah, I have perfectionistic tendencies, you know, that I've had to overcome as well. And so, you know, I think a lot of us really struggle with that. It's not just people who struggle with eating disorders. Oh yeah. Well, absolutely. Um, and yet when you see it at that level, it can clearly be, I mean, it's, it's life-threatening when it, when it can Mm -hmm. show up in that level. So it really is this sort of thing that hopefully if people could stop or at least become aware of at a more ground level um, so it doesn't get to that level, it's just so important that we talk about it. So you do think it's a, I mean, it's a trap, right? Do you think that everybody falls into it? You know, I've been thinking about that because I see it so much, but I'm sure there are people out there who don't. (laughs) God love Um, them, right? 
<laughs> and good for them, like yes. way to embrace, you know, just being average. <laughs> mm. But I think there are a lot of people who in one way or another, it might show up in different parts of their lives where they do fall into this pattern of perfectionism. And, uh, you know, it, it can be harmful. Mm, absolutely. Well, and so that pattern of perfectionism, can you talk a little bit more about that? I know you, you wrote your book about perfectionism. What do you see happen within that pattern? Like what types of things have you, have you noticed? Well, I think it starts with the desire to be good at something or to be excellent. And I think there's nothing wrong with that drive. There's nothing wrong with setting goals. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do your best. But that desire can sometimes kick into overdrive when the the desire to be your best paralyzes you or um, overshadows the other important things that are going on in your life. And, and what you find is that your life is not balanced anymore. Your life mm -hmm. is so honed in on this one thing that you want to be perfect at that um, you're off kilter and, and it's kind of taking over and it can kind of like eat you from the inside out. Yeah. Oh gosh, absolutely. You know, and our culture, I think plays, uh, I think, you know, the mm. role in everything. I mean, I make no, I make no, um, I do not hide that fact. And as I do these podcasts, but <laughs> I really think it pushes people into that trap of feeling that need for, I mean, you know, like, you and I actually met over social media and it makes me think about how many people are on social media and all of the filters and all of that sort of, the bar is so high for people and it's so unrealistic in terms of what it means to be a human. How do you mm -hmm. see culture playing a role in that need to be perfect? Well, culture, you know, I agree with you. It very obviously plays a role in that need to be perfect. And I specifically think about it in terms of body image because that's, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of where I do my work. And our culture demands so much of women's bodies, especially. Um, and that ideal is is unattainable. And then, um, and, and we've known this for decades, right? We've mm -hmm. known that um, the the pressure that our culture puts on women's body is is um, unattainable, and then you add social media, and that has just heightened um, this idea that anyone can attain this this perfection. But it also heightens the the ability for people to, I guess filter themselves or manipulate themselves or Photoshop themselves to appear more perfect than maybe what their body truly is. And it just sets that cycle perpetuating, you know, through, through everyone who sees those images. Yeah. It's like, it's our highlight reel, right? You know, yes. I mean, I'm not going to go onto social media and post the very, like the worst picture of the worst event of the week, you know, and not that I'm right. taking pictures of all my events, but you know, it's, <laughs> I'm going to post the things I want to show. And unfortunately, I think we're getting a sense that we are our highlight reels in some way. Mm -hmm. And the sense that, you know, that is what people's lives look like when you and I both know, I think one of the things about being a therapist that keeps you humble is no matter what someone's life looks like from the outside, you and I get that viewpoint into 
what's really going on behind the surface. And, you know, I think we all know this stuff, but it's hard to remember that we, I mean, it, there's not one of us that escapes hardship or, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with whatever life brings us. Um, and so that's why I love this idea of, you know, perfect imperfection. I know your book talks a lot about imperfection or perfect imperfection. So can you just tell us a little bit more about like what that means to you and, and what, you know, what you wrote about in the book? Yeah. So what I see this as is that really there is no um, idea of perfection like that, that I think perfection is just unachievable. And so we have to understand that when something is imperfect, it, in a way that's that's perfectly livable. Mm. <laughs> and so um, again, you know, I'm looking at this from from the standpoint of body image mm. that you have to learn to, well, I guess you don't have to, but if you want <laughs> to have, you know, a more functional life, you can choose to live with good enough. Not everything has to be perfect. And what if your body is average? What if your body is just okay? You know, what if you're not totally put together for that, for that event or for seeing that person? Um, that is okay. And you can find wholeness. I actually really like the, the idea of wholeness rather than perfection. Um, you can find wholeness by being imperfect and embracing that. I love that. I love that idea that wholeness and, and, and perfection could become sort of, there could be an exchange. I like that. Mm-hmm. That is, and I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. But yeah, this idea of, as you were asking those questions, what if, you know, what, what is it that we're so afraid of? What is mm-hmm. it that perfectionism or our desire to obtain it? What are we really trying to obtain? You know, I always think it's not the thing. It's always the feeling that comes with the thing. Yes. Um, and so it, it, I love the ideas you're presenting because it really causes you to stretch. And while I know you wrote about body image and, and I just think this idea could spill out to most everything. Yes. Um, yeah. What would be, if somebody listening is really resonating, do you have, a, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but like a strategy <laughs> or something they could, they could do today that might help them with just beginning to embrace this wholeness, this imperfection. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. So um, something that I find helpful is to have my clients think about the people that they admire Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe identify five people, but they had to be real people. Obviously we can't, think about Wonder Woman, you know, or some some like impossible standard, but just think of like a real person that you admire. Mm -hmm. And then I ask them to think about what qualities this person has that they admire. And we kind of talk through that. They list out the qualities. And oftentimes those qualities are, you know, good listener, um, you know, hard worker, kind, Mm -hmm compassionate, um, you know, just all these really beautiful qualities. And we kind of talk about, okay, well, let's look at that person. What do they look like? 
you know, and, and how do they act? Are they someone walking around acting as if they are perfect? Do they have a perfect body or, or are they just good enough, you know? And, and I think that that kind of brings it home um, to us because usually people are not responding. Oh, well, my person that I most admire in the world is Kim Kardashian because of her body. (laughs) I know it's so true, Amy. It's so really when you get down into the values that most people live by, it does not, usually those values do not align with how they treat themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's such a valid, valid point. And what a great exercise I think we get all benefit from doing that from time to time, just to check ourselves. Yeah, I know yeah. I could. Um, God, I really, I really like that. You know, it makes me think about even doing this podcast or, you know, you wrote a book. I, anytime I step out of my comfort zone, um, there is no way I can do that and do it perfectly because I'm doing something new. And so it's such a great for me anyway, it's such a great Mm -hmm. exercise that I have to be imperfect. And that's when I catch my perfectionism. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. the audio can be really terrible on this. Sometimes we're just Mm -hmm. laughing beforehand about somebody (laughs) blowing their leaves or, you know, there's a typo here or a blog post that's got a misspelling. And by doing that imperfect stuff and letting it just hang out there. It really, it gives you so much more permission to take up space and just be. Um, so that's right. another thing. Yeah. It's this idea of just do take imperfect action. Just, you know, it's better that you take action than be perfect and not take action um, or try to be perfect and not take action. So this message yeah. is just, I think really important for women and for everybody. Um, yeah. It reminds me um, of a, of a framed, you know, I don't know if it's a poster, but, but hanging mm-hmm. that I have in my son's bedroom and it says mistakes are proof that you are trying. I love it. And that's exactly what, what we have to do is, is we have to make mistakes if we are going to grow mm-hmm. and we can't grow unless we put ourselves out there and it requires vulnerability. You know, it, it requires failure sometimes, but, um, that's what we have to do if we want to keep developing as a human. Ugh. What a great picture to have in his room. Like he's going to grow up <laughs> remembering those words. Like that's just lovely. I, you know, and that is, it, it just gives us so much permission to just be out in the world. And it's hard enough to be a human, let alone be a human is trying to do it perfectly, which is just you know, impossible. So, you know, mm-hmm. that brings me to sort of the, one of the points of this podcast was just this idea that you know, everything doesn't have to be so hard. And if we could just, you know, remember our nature, things could be more of a joyful process. And I'm hoping to bring the message that therapy or healing can actually be a little fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I know not always, but sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we always end with our rapid fire round. And that's when we just have a little fun and the audience can get to know you in a slightly different way. So we're going to shift gears if you're okay with that. And we'll, we'll just do some fun questions. Um, and this one is always so revealing, but what is your favorite movie and why? You know, I had to think about this one, but I I do think probably my favorite movie is Stardust. And I don't even think it's that famous of a movie. No, I <laughs> don't know it. It's based on a book by Neil Gaiman, and it's kind of like um, Princess Bride-y. Mm-hmm. 
and I do love Princess Bride as well, but um, it's just like this fun, quirky, um, romantic also show that I could watch over and over again just because I I love it so much. <laughs> okay, so this is like a super hidden nugget. I When's the last time you heard of a movie you haven't heard of? Well, you just gave me a movie I've never heard of. I'm going to have to check it out because I love Princess Bride. So thank you. Stardust. That's awesome. I see, I yes. love doing this podcast for so many reasons, that being one of them. Um, okay. So here's another, I think, very revealing question. But what was your favorite subject in high school and why? Well, I was going to say English, but um, I, I, and I did love, you know, like kind of literature and writing, but the, the class that really did change the trajectory in my life was my psychology class that I took in high school. I just loved it so much. And it was because of that class that I declared my major in psychology, not even thinking necessarily that I would become a therapist. I just, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I just like it so much. And it kind of like went from there. And so really, I think my favorite class in high school was my psychology class. That is so cool. Yeah, I don't think we had psycho. Well, we might have. I'm not sure I took it. Um, but how neat to have kind of exposure that early. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's not, maybe it's in most schools and it just wasn't in mine. But I'm like, oh my, I'm jealous. Um, I think it was a newer course. Was back, it back okay. in the day? <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. The last one is my favorite, but it is. Uh, if you could give your 14 year old self any bit of advice, what would it be? I would tell myself that you don't have to wear makeup to school every day and the whole world is not looking at you all the time. It's okay (laughs) to relax and be you and things are going to turn out okay. Uh, I love all these answers. Like I said, it's become my favorite question. (laughs) I I should just do a podcast on it, but isn't that still true? I mean, what you're saying is still so wise. Like to this day, I could, I could hear it. In fact, we are, we're going to create an aggregate podcast of all the answers. And I'm like that. I'm going to go to sleep listening to it. (laughs) Like a little hypnosis track of all this wisdom from all these women who've come through. um, I was laughing on the last podcast. I said, it's like coming through your own hero's journey to get through junior high school. But, um, yes. you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, great wisdom. Well, let tell the audience where they can find you and what you have going on. I know you've got the book. So take a little minute just to kind of talk a little bit about what you've got going on. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram a lot. Well, I try to be on Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can find me there at Amy Harmon, L-M-M-F-T. And you can find me on my website, www.reflectwholenesstherapy.com. On my website, I have a free body image meditation that you can download. And then um, you can find my book on Instagram or Barnes and Noble online or, you know, other places you get your books. Um, I also have a link to it on Instagram and on my website. It's called Perfectly Imperfect Compassionate Strategies to Cultivate a Positive Body Image. And I want to take just a second because I, having written a book, I want to give you a minute. Who would 
the book be really good for? Because, you know, you, you have people out here who might think, oh, well, I don't have an eating disorder, but can you just talk a little bit more about how, who this book might help or who this book might be helpful for? Yeah, this book is written just for the average person. It's not written for people who are struggling with eating disorders necessarily. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you are struggling with it, it can help. Um, but it's it's very accessible. Um, I wrote it with the lay person in mind. So it's mm. not heavy on um, research or jargon. It's just really relatable. And it's a quick read. And that was kind of my publisher's um, idea about the book is that it would be a quick read and accessible um, to everyone. And so, um, that, that's really what I'm, what I'm going for. And I think it's, you know, it's kind of marketed towards women, but honestly, there are lots of men who struggle with body image as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I purposefully put, um, examples and activities and exercises in the book that would apply to men and women, you know, and, and people of all genders. Well, first of all, I love that there's something in there for everybody. And I'm so glad you differentiated because it's sometimes I think people can think, oh, that's not for me. And that this topic is so essentially everybody's topic. Um, I'm just thinking of people who have daughters or, you know, no younger women who might benefit. Just I, if you're listening and you think this book might possibly benefit you or someone you know, just real encouragement to go ahead and check it out because I've loved everything that I've seen of yours on Instagram and this topic. It just, somebody needs to hear this topic. Um, Mm -hmm. The more I really believe the more women that really learn to feel comfortable in their own skin, the more the world will heal. I just think it's a uh, balancing that we need for women Mm -hmm. to show up more and take up more space. And again, not to, you know, leave out men. I know this affects them too. Um, Mm -hmm. And everybody can take up more space and and feel more at peace. We're going to be better off for that. Amy, thank you so much for taking your time, especially on a Friday. Whenever somebody does it on Friday, I'm always like, thank you so much. (laughs) I know (laughs) the end of the week can be like, so I just can't tell you how much, how grateful we are. And I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with our audience. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. This was enjoyable. Absolutely. As always, thanks for being with us for this week's episode. If you like what you heard and you think we've earned it, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Metrics like downloads and reviews are how podcasts get noticed in the busy online world. And we truly value your help in helping us spread the word about healing. Also, if you resonate with this podcast and are interested in learning more, join us in our community group, the Inner Alchemist Society. This group is a free resource where you can connect with other inner alchemists, people like you who want to be more creative and less reactive in their life. We offer resources, accountability, and monthly groups to help keep you connected to the magic inside of you. You can go to my website, RebeccaClegg.com today to get access. We look forward to seeing you there.